Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time of day it is when you may be hearing this message. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition, episode 194 of our Bible Bites as we're reading through the scriptures this year. And my reading for today is found in Proverbs chapter 1 through 3. And so I want to speak uh, just a few minutes about Proverbs and these few chapters. First of all, we're told in verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. So these were Proverbs, these are words of wisdom, practical. You'll find a lot of practical wisdom, practical guidance and principles in Solomon's words. And if you'll remember, when Solomon was given the choice by God, to ask anything he wanted, he asked for wisdom, and God gave him wisdom in great degree. Matter of fact, uh, until Jesus came, then he was the wisest man on earth until the Lord came. And of course, Jesus is, is the wisest of all. As a matter of fact, he's the source of wisdom. And so I just want to speak a little bit about a few things from these first three chapters. First of all, I just want us to try to understand a little bit about um, wisdom. The first six verses, we are told the purpose for this book. It's got an overarching theme, and it is, in verse, beginning in verse 2 of chapter 1, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. So this is a book for young people. It's a book for those maybe who are young in age or young in the faith um, in some ways because of its practicality. It helps give guidance for daily living. He goes on in verse 5, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. So first of all, he's giving us the upfront purpose and mission of this book. And it's giving us that, that in one word, wisdom. How to live, um, how to apply truth. I thought about it like this, and you may have other better examples, but I had one this example as I was meditating on this today. Truth, okay, let's just take a practical example. Truth might be that you've got enough money in the bank to go to Walmart or go to some store and buy this particular item. Maybe it's a costly item. Let's say it's an electronics, maybe a, a new computer or something like that. So truth might tell you, there might be facts that tell you, yeah, you've got the money in the bank to do that. But wisdom might tell you not to buy it at this time. Because wisdom might say, you know what, you really don't need it, and there's other things you need worse. There are other things that are more important to spend your money on. Wisdom might tell you you're going to need that um, $500 or $1,000 or whatever it was uh, for something else that you don't know about yet. So that's just maybe a simple example of some of the difference between that. And then understanding will, you will grasp understanding as you go along and then you, you know, maybe realize in a day or so, oh, that's why I didn't need to spend that money. 
because, you know, some medical bill has come up or some other thing that, you know, you needed to, to spend that money for differently. Or maybe God has put someone in your path and they have an urgent need and God gave you that those funds to give to them and not to spend it on yourself. So, you know, that's just maybe a small example trying to help you understand a little more about wisdom. Then in verse 7, it says this, you know, it's, it's funny because Solomon has already told us, he says, this purpose of this book is to give you wisdom, to help you in life, to give you practical things and principles to live by. And so he, he goes off and he says, okay, to start, let's start at the beginning. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing. And he says, this is what the main thing is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So he's beginning at the, at the beginning. And the first thing overarching is to have the fear of the Lord. You will not get wisdom without the fear, reverence, and honor of the Lord. Because we will find here in another verse that the Lord is the source of wisdom. Now, understanding works with wisdom, but goes a bit deeper by giving us instruction and revelation into a specific matter or situation. So this is why understanding is so important. And we'll see that later on because Solomon says, in all you're getting, get understanding. That's in a chapter to come. And James, the book of James tells us, that the source of wisdom is God. And if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And God will give it liberally and without uh, reproof or, or disdaining anyone for asking. James 3.17 talks about the kind of wisdom that God gives. It's first pure and then peaceable. And then he goes on and he lists like eight uh, distinctive characteristics about the wisdom that God gives. In verse 5 here of chapter 1 of Proverbs, it speaks of having an open ear. We read it a moment ago. A wise man is the one that's going to hear and increase learning. That speaks about having to have an open ear, a willingness to learn. So he breaks down some elements of this. Verse 8 and 9, he talks about, in, uh, about wisdom operating in the home by listening to your parents. You know, good parents will give good guidance to their children. And they try to instruct them in godly and good ways of life so that they'll grow up and they'll be productive, they'll be righteous, they'll be doing things that are good and not participating in evil. As a matter of fact, the very next set, uh, section that Solomon has here, beginning in verse 10, speaks of if people try to get you to do evil, if you're, you know, if there's other people that say, hey, come on, let's go, let's go, you know, steal this, or let's go kill somebody, or let's go do all these evil things, and they're trying to pull you in, wisdom shows you don't do that. Stay out of trouble. You know, so he's talking about that here, and he's saying that wisdom will help you stay out of trouble and live a better life. He goes on let down in a few verses, and it's almost as if he personifies wisdom 
uh, as a person. And he talks about how she sits in the streets and she calls to the simple, uh, you know, it's almost as if he's giving, he's giving it a personhood and using that as an analogy to help us understand wisdom's um, practical way of getting to us and, and the call of wisdom that we need to listen to, calling people to accept the wisdom and abide by it. Verse 24 through 32 gives us the result of not receiving wisdom and scoffing at it, which is not good. But notice verse 33. But whoever listens to me, this is wisdom as if she were talking as a person. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. So there's a resting in wisdom when you're abiding by wisdom, when you, you know, for instance, if you lock your doors, then, you know, there's, there's wisdom in locking your doors and you can dwell safer because of that. So that that's just one simple example as well. In verse, in chapter two, in chapter two, I love this because the first five verses speak of a willingness, a receptive heart, open ears, and a longing, even treasuring wisdom, giving it a place of honor and value, so much so above even silver or some hidden treasure, to the point that you would care to seek it out if it were missing. Notice it says that when that happens in our lives, then we understand the fear of the Lord and know God by an intimate relationship and experience. Verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So this is just telling us that if you want wisdom, the source of it is the Lord himself. You'll find it nowhere else. Much of his wisdom is revealed in his words, which he saw fit to record for us in the Bible that we have the opportunity to read daily. Once deep inside of us, according to verse 10 and 11 of chapter 2, it becomes a protection and a shield for us. And it's a blessing to us as well. And we see later in that chapter what happens if we um, don't. The danger of refusing wisdom is given to us in verse 12 through 22. Then in chapter 3, it gives us in verse 1 instructions to obey and the benefits that that obedience brings. Verse 3 through 8, many people memorize sections of this at least, and it's a very great passage to memorize. And it talks about binding mercy and truth around us. There again, mercy and truth combined together. Writing them on the tablet of our heart and finding favor with God. It says, when we let mercy, let not mercy and truth forsake us, when we bind them around our neck, 
and write them on the tablet of our heart or write them deep inside. Let them actually become a part of the, our inner being. Then we find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Do you know Luke tells us that Jesus grew in stature and in favor with God and man. And obviously then he had this working inside of him as well. It's a great word for us to take and to keep. It goes on, talks about trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, leaning not on our own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. God cares about us, beloved, and he wants us to live a good life. And he gives us wisdom that teaches us how to do that. The things to do, the things not to do. And then he gets into some practical ways. Verse 9 and 10, with your possessions, honor God with the first and with what he gives you and what he tells you to do, and then he'll bless the rest. In verse 11 and 12, receive God's correction because this proves his love for you and the fact that you are family. You're in the family of God because he loves and he chastens who he loves to correct us and to help us stay on the right path, especially when we have strayed and we need him to get us back on the right path. So don't shun the correction of the Lord. It's actually a very good thing. Verse 13 through 18 extols how much more precious wisdom is and that we get that and all of the benefits that come along with it. And then in verse 21 through 26, if you read these verses, these are instructions also, but notice that this is our choice. He says in verse 21, My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So in other words, you must choose to do that. We must choose whether to listen to the voice of wisdom or not and whether to let it work in our lives. And then the last thing I want to share with you today is verse tw uh, 32, the verse, verse 32 of chapter 3. For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. When we honestly, sincerely love God, want to follow him, and are listening and seeking after him, reading his word, praying and getting close to him in prayer and in relationship, he will give us the secret counsel that he wants us to have. And it's words of wisdom that will guide us in our daily lives. Beloved, the Bible may not teach you or may not say to you, you know, take this particular job or move to this particular city. You may not find that in scripture, but the Bible is full of many practical things that can help you make the right decision in a situation like that. So it's filled with practical things, words of wisdom, and a lot of that is found in the book of Proverbs. And so it will help guide you in your daily life and give you the way and the right things to do or to 
uh, to think about to make the decisions that you have to make. God cares about every part of our life, even the practical things of living in this world, having provision, having family. All of those things fall under the, the um, purview of this book in practicality. And so I trust that we're going to, to hear God speak to us in practical ways and give us principles through this book that will guide us through life. I hope this has been a blessing to you and that you can join us again for future episodes, God willing, of Bible Bites. Bless you today in Jesus' name.